and it's lights out and away we go. Hamilton gets away well, so does Bottas, and he's rules the wheel with Kimi Raikkonen. Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel now a level. Sebastian Vettel does manage to get ahead. Sebastian Vettel ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Valtteri Bottas breaks a little earlier and he's getting swallowed up by Raikkonen and the Red Bull that goes off the track. Sebastian Vettel leads them away from Hamilton, from Bottas, and there is Fernando Alonso onto the gravel. Really, really clumsy stuff. A puncture then for Felipe Massa as well. They were tripping over each other like crazy. Really clumsy driving yeah. into turn one. Raikkonen is out. Raikkonen broken suspension. Sebastian Vettel stops. Did Mercedes push Ferrari into the undercut? This is the opportunity, Lewis. Give it everything you got. Here comes Sebastian Vettel. Lewis Hamilton's on the outside. This is going to be neck and neck going into turn one. Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton. Oh, and Hamilton gets forced off the track. Who's going to come out in front? It's Sebastian Vettel in front. Oh, Valtteri Bottas is out of the race. That's a good exit off the final corner for Lewis Hamilton. He's got DRS. Vettel blocks him up on the inside. Hamilton goes round the outside and swoops into the lead of the Spanish Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton, he's going to go on now to take another Spanish Grand Prix victory. It's his 55th win in Formula One. Hamilton wins the Spanish Grand Prix and closes the championship gap to six points as Sebastian Vettel comes home in second. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to episode 3 of the Q3 Podcast here with Ben Piscuzzi and James Worth. James, how are we? I'm pretty good, mate. I'm pretty good. I mean, that, pretty good? that intro you nailed. Thank you. We've been trying to nail that intro for what, no, a good five minutes. And, and I just didn't. got on the first go, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, exactly. I'm fantastic. All right, anyway, we've got a huge episode three coming your way. We're going to preview all things Spanish Grand Prix. We've got a little bit of some talking points. So you're going to have our five drivers who need a good performance, teams most at stake or at risk, drivers most at risk, the weather may play a part in qualifying. There is some yeah, rain mate. that is forecasted on the Saturday there in Spain. Yep. And obviously... We're going to have our traditional comments from the F1 Don't official fan it. group. It's fantastic. It's what you want to see. But anyway, let's delve into the Spanish Grand Prix. First up, James, five drivers who need a good performance. Oh, there's. It, it, it's hard to put a pin on five of them because lots well, of. Make it, you want to make it three? Or are you happy with five? Do you reckon <sighs> you can do five? I'm happy with five, I reckon. Right. I mean. Well, I'll start off. Oh, I'm you, gonna, I'll, you I'll start off. Yep. I think this is, we can both agree on this. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen, 100%, needs to have a good performance here in Spain. Now, you can definitely make a case that because Kvyat, remember Danny Kvyat, was it two years ago when he got... Oh, God, who is that bloke? Who even is that? Yeah, he's who, not even Who even is he? Yeah, when he was racing for Red Bull, uh, after what was it, four races in the season, he had like two incidents. Obviously, that incident with uh, Sebastian Vettel at Russia cost him his job. And then obviously, coincidentally, Max Verstappen replaced him. But Verstappen has had more incidents than Danny Kvyat. As we discussed last week. Yeah, he's got more potential. But he has had as many impacts and incidents as Danny Kvyat. And if it is to happen again in Spain, I don't know. It, it could spell the end for Max Verstappen, potentially. That, nah. Because 
you never know. I mean, seriously, to have these amount of incidents Just, caused by the one driver, nah. he needs to have a good performance. Verstappen. So you're Red saying Bulls, he doesn't need to have a good performance? Verstappen is Red Bull's golden boy. All right, they're not going to replace him if he doesn't perform. So he doesn't need a good performance? No, like not to save his career. Yes, he needs a good performance personally, but not for like to save his Red Bull career. Because let's be real, they're not going to replace him. And if they did, those fans that travel around the world every single year in those bright orange tops, yeah, they would protest really, really badly. Big deal. Oh, Driver's not performing. Fair enough. Driver's had more incidents than Danny Kvyat. Driver's just yep. continue... He continues to butt heads with other teams and just like with his racing ability and his attitude on the racing track. It's not good. It is not good for the game. Not good for the sport of Formula One. So Correct. he 100% needs to get out of this Spanish Grand Prix unscathed. He cannot. He cannot afford a collision. Yep. So we both agree on that? Yep, I reckon. Who do you have? Who else do you well, have? I've got, I've got a couple. I've got Roman Grosjean from um, Haas because, I mean, he hasn't performed in the last all, all season, basically. Um, well, one, one, one of them was because of the pit stop, which was a bit poor. But, I mean, last last week he had DNF um, and Magnussen was well, finished last pretty much. Um, but, yeah, he needs good performance. Um, solely because, you know, he hasn't had a good uh, start to the season. But I think, you know, well, how many races are we in? What, five? This is the fifth yes, race. Like, yes. You know, it's very early days. But, I mean, for his standards that he keeps up for himself, um, yeah, he does He, he does need at least a top ten. Uh, but as well, I've got Lance Stroll. Mm, okay. Because Lance Stroll. Uh, Williams haven't been up there this this season. Um, Stroll's finished like 16th, 15th. In qualifying, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not too convinced with him because, um, I mean, Azerbaijan he finished eighth, and then in China he finished fourteenth, and Bahrain he finished fourteenth as well, and then in Australia he finished fourteenth as well. So what do you know? I mean, he's he's, he's got an average of fourteenth, and Williams is supposed to be in the top four teams. Uh, yeah, just it's a bit of a ordinary start to the season for them. But, yeah, so they're my two drivers at stake. Do you have any more? All right, so, yeah, I do agree Roman Grosjean does need a very good performance. Uh, he was probably, I'd say, before this season, people would have thought that he was the number one driver at Haas. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, he and Magnussen are sort of the same level. But exactly right. still, I guess the general consensus was that Grosjean was the number one driver there yeah. at Haas, but he hasn't proved that this season. Uh Purely because of the performances, well, I don't know what happened there. Whereas, um, yeah, his performances so far this season haven't been up to the standard that Haas has proven that they are able to compete with. I mean, we saw in Australia how well they were going, unfortunately, and then before just... they went out. But, I mean, Magnussen has been fantastic this season for Haas. He currently sits in 12th in the driver's rankings. Uh, he's only, what, two... or. Well, he's, he's he's fairly tight. He's only was it six points? No, sorry, seven points behind Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean that's how bad a season Max is having. But <laughs> Roman's yet to score a point. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with Lance Stroll. He was touted as being the next one of the next big things in Formula One. I mean, if he after gets a better his, car after his third place in Canada, we remember last was it two last year? Was no, it? he was no. He got uh, third place in Azerbaijan. Oh, sorry. I was thinking because yeah, he, he got beaten Canadian, by, um, yeah, no. he got beaten to the line. By yeah, that's Bottas. what I was talking about. Yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean Canada. Um, but yeah, he definitely needs a good performance. But you know, someone who does, who's also yet to score, who from Williams. Yeah, I was. Oh my god! I think we've got telepathical thinking. We're on the same page. Mate, yes. I was legitimately it, just now, about to it, say. Is it Sergey or Sergey? Sergey. There we go. Sergey Sorokin, the Russian, one hundred percent needs a good performance. I mean, I mean he's, he's yet to score he's a so point. So bad. I'm sorry, but yeah, clearly DNF twice, and he's. Just, well, why? Why did he come to Williams? Do you want to expand to that? To well, our, I mean, for our our listening just, audience. Well, the legend that is the Brazilian. Um, uh, what, what would we call him? The Brazilian... Um, no, Senna was... Oh, my... You know what? I totally stuffed that up, right? Because I was going to say that the Brazilian Senna, but then I realised that Senna was actually Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, he, he, excuse my lack of knowledge. Um, Fire, yeah. Uh, what is he? So, Ma- Felipe Massa, the legend that he is, retired last year after coming back in... What, he had... He finished in 2016... And then he, um, you know, retired and that sort of stuff. And it was a big farewell at the Brazilian Grand Prix when he'd had a DNF. And then he's like, no, nah, I'll come back out of retirement and I'll have one more season. He did that. And then they didn't have anyone to replace him this season. So they're like, oh, let's bring in this new bloke, Sergei Sorotkin. Um, exactly. Mate, you're, you, you, you've got the money signs going. That's the only reason why he's there, isn't it? He's all about Let's the money. He's, he's all providing, about the money. He's providing money to Williams who have been struggling in the financial game for a while now. So, same with Lance Stroll. They're both paying to be part of this Williams team, and this is why they are underperforming, you could say. That, uh, that's kind of sad, though. Like, know, you're, you're paying, you're paying to, to be a driver. Yeah, so it's like it's not like they're paying you to be a driver. You're paying them mm. to be a driver for them. Like that's yeah, that's a bit sad. So anyway, yeah. So Sergey Sorokin was one of my ones. Uh, another one that I'm going to say who needs a good performance will be Valtteri Bottas. Yep. Now I'm going to say both Mercedes drivers do need a good performance. I was tossing up which one I was going to say first, but first Valtteri Bottas. I mean. Purely for his confidence. I mean, he came so close in Bahrain, first of all, when he was going against Sebastian Vettel. Uh, He was clearly quicker than Vettel, who was on degrading tyres, coming up to the final laps. And he pretty much... uh, What's the word that I can say that will be allowed on air? Um, He pulled out. Let's just say that. He pulled out of a move that say, Daniel Ricciardo would have been able to pull off uh, down the inside on Sebastian Vettel on that first corner or whatever it was he did it on but I mean he should have done it he should have been able to pull a move anyway he wasn't able to get the win there finished second and then Baku I mean the heartbreak there drove the perfect race inherited the first place when there was that pit stop for the Red Bull crash and then unfortunately that's the third time we all know what happened there we all know what happened there so Yeah, he definitely needs to have a good performance. Um, did he? Did he also finish second in China? Yeah, he did. He finished yeah. second in China as well when uh, Danny Ricciardo uh, just drove through the pack. So for his confidence, he needs to he needs to get a win. Yep. Baltas needs to get a win. He deserves a win. And if he is to have any further success this season, you do really feel for his confidence and for mm-hmm. his yeah for for the sake of his confidence, he needs to get a win this this race this yep. Grand Prix in Spain. No, I 100% agree. I mean, 
It is unfortunate. Who others? There's Hamilton. Mm. Hamilton's another one. So I mean, his ha- attitude was terrible. He needs. A, he needs to. He I needs mean, a big kick up the bum and just say get into place because because yeah. that that win clearly I think uh, if 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 it's gonna like give him a kick up the the rear, it'll prove this weekend whether or not he like wins the race or yeah like because he's doesn't seem like he's all there yet like the Lewis Hamilton of old where he's just ruthless and yep. just wanting to uh, I mean striving for greatness hungry it's not there he needs a good performance he's another one um, are there any other drivers that we reckon so I've said. Three, you um, said, said three as well. Yeah. Um, no, I said four. I'm I've got one Brendan more. Hartley. Brendan Hartley, okay. Uh, you know he he scored his first point last week in Baku, uh, and then the, and then he finished in China, I believe it was. Just give me one second. He finished tenth. So no, what am I saying? He 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 DNF'd in China, and then he finished seventeenth in Bahrain. And then he finished fifteenth in Australia, so I mean he's okay, but for the high standards that Toro Rosso are kind of pushing for, it's yeah, it's it's not the greatest. Um, but you never know. I mean, he could have a good race. He could finish top ten. You just never know. It's it's F one. It is F one. Anything can happen. I mean, we saw we've seen in all these races so far this season that you can't expect the unexpected. All right, my final driver. I'm going to say that needs a good performance will be Fernando Alonso's teammate at McLaren, Stoffel Van Dorn. Stoffel. Stoffel. Uh, it's fair to say that, well, as we've been seeing from the performance that Fernando Alonso has been able to pull out, uh, he is underperforming, I'd say, uh, in his McLaren. Oh. I mean, McLaren have definitely improved their car this season. I mean, you can see... Fernando Alonso, he currently sits in six in the driver's standings, and McLaren as a team are sitting in fourth. Yeah. So, obviously, Stoffel's only been able to score the eight uh, championship points. So, he hasn't really shown any signs that he's going to be a fantastic driver of the future. So, I think a top eight finish would be an extremely good yeah, uh, result. I agree, and it's definitely possible in the McLaren car, as Fernando Alonso has proved that you can yep. actually put the Finan- uh, put the McLaren car in a, an extremely good position. So yeah. I think Van Dorn is another one who well, needs I mean, a good performance. He finished ninth in Australia, and then he finished eighth um, in where was it Bahrain. So he has he, look. He's he's not too bad. He's only finished out of the top ten once this season, and that was in China. But I mean, it's. Again, I'm going to keep saying this, but it's so early in the season that you can't judge a driver off the first four races because it's just uh, it it's so annoying. Cause you see people on like the fan group on Facebook, or whatever you call it, rip, ripping into different drivers, saying, "Oh, they're underperforming." But it's so early, and the season's so unpredictable. As we saw, like you know, three seasons ago, when Daniel Ricciardo won in Canada out of nowhere, like it started raining and he put on the uh, wet tires, and out of nowhere he was in like second. Like anything can happen, and I mean, you never know. He could he could get a podium. He could get um, the top four this season. You just you never know. Okay, all right. So that pretty much wraps up our five drivers who need a good performance. We are now going to move into which team is most at stake. All right, James. So you've only. Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just do one team, or do you want to do one team from the top and the bottom? How do we want to set this out? Oh, I like that. 
one team from like top that. and bottom. I like okay, that. Okay, so I'll put the question to you. From the top first, which team is most at, st- at risk uh, or who has the most at stake for the Spanish Grand Prix? Which top team? If we're considering like what people are saying, like what their top four is at the start of the season, I'm going to say Williams because they... Top? Well, like they they are considered okay. a top four team um, being... Well, yeah, like that. They are the fourth team in the top four, obviously, because we've got Mercedes, uh, Ferrari, and Red Bull, and then Williams, mm. so to speak. But um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> from what we're seeing, they're not a top four. No. But I'm just going by what you know stats are saying at the very, very, very start of the season. Like if you look at the um, uh, booklet, that, you know, like the. What, what do they call it? The official it? program. Yeah, that you get it um, at Albert Park when we went. Um, they were the fourth team on the list, which, you know, obviously ranks, you know, they've got from top to bottom who they feel is going to predict, you know, like what what the predictions are going to be for this season. Um, but, yeah, I, I reckon they need a... Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. Um, they need Voice a... Voice break. Uh, oh. Yeah, they Williams just need to perform at least two top tens. But right. so my team most at streak at the top streak at, at streak at, at too much Snapchat. Mate. What team is most at risk? How yeah. did streak uh, come in there? At I stake. Know. At stake. Oh, that's how. Yeah, that's, yeah. stake uh, for this Spanish GP at the top end. I think it's clearly Red Bull. I mean. The way they respond in the Spanish GP will set the tone for the way they perform for the rest of the season and the way they're going to treat their drivers. Now, they've consistently said that they are just going to let the drivers race and that uh, both Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo are on an even playing field, that they do not favour any drivers. Now, I know we've kind of driven this into the ground, but it is true. They are clearly one of the teams that are most at stake in the Spanish GP. So, will they... In still team orders, we don't know. We'll wait to see. But it's just going to be interesting to see the way these two drivers perform on the weekend amidst their crash in Baku, and especially the way the team uh, team bosses, and particularly Christian Horner, just, I guess, controls the team during the race, whether one driver is quicker than the other or not, and whether they let them through or not. They've definitely got the most at risk for me. Yeah, I mean, I can't not agree with you in this. Um, I mean, Ricardo will put in a good effort as he does every single week, every single race. But I mean, it's just a lot to Verstappen really to put Red Bull in that. As you said, like they're at, they're most at risk. But I mean, they what what am I even saying here? I mean, they're just Verstappen's like the 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 key to making them a good racing um racing team racing altogether. Racing unit. Yep. Mm. He's the like. Yeah, he's the big key here. He's the massive factor, isn't he? All right, now, your bottom team. In the lower reaches, which team is most at stake or I'm at risk? Let, I'm going to let you go first on this because I, I, I want to get your view first. Okay, all right. So I'm going to pick my team most at risk for this uh, Spanish Grand Prix. I'm going to have a quick look at the team standings and I'm going to say that it has to be... <laughs> I just realised I was going to make a pun, but I don't want to say it. It has to be Hass, doesn't it? I mean, after the Australian GP, we were all like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, they were finishing, well, were they fourth, fifth? Fourth and fifth, yeah. Yeah, fourth and fifth, and then obviously pit stop happened. Pit stop. And pit stop. Uh, that happened, and 
well, we all know what happened there. They weren't able to uh, finish both drivers in the race. But, I mean, their performances so far this season uh, haven't been the greatest since the Australian GP. Uh, let's have a look at the... We'll go through the races. So Bahrain, Kevin Magnussen was able to score points. He finished in fifth position. Uh, Raymond Grosjean was in 13th. The Chinese GP, Magnussen, again in the points, getting one, finishing in 10th. Roman Grosjean out again, 17th. And then in Baku, Kevin Magnussen was able to finish in 13th outside the points. Uh, where is he? Roman Grosjean, 13th. So, And he was, what, uh, 16 seconds slower than uh, Pierre Gasly. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's... Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to see what you were looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, no, um, he was. So, and that's, that's not good. Like... Uh, you're competing against a Toro Rosso. Like, that's not, you know... Hmm. But anyway, yeah. Look, that's an easy thing to from, do. From the potential that we saw at the Australian GP, they haven't really shown it quite yet ever since then. I mean, obviously, Magnussen has had a couple of points finishes. I mean, of course, his fifth placing in Bahrain was fantastic. But ever since then, a 10th place finish and a 13th place finish for him. Roman Grosjean yet to prove that... Yet to record a point for Haas. Uh, so, look, just f- obviously it's too early to judge, but I mean, the potential we saw the Australian GP haven't really seen it since. Yep. And whether or not Grosjean is bringing the team down or not, because obviously these two dr- driving in teams, you need both drivers to perform if they are to do extremely well, is another question for another day, but they do need a good performance this weekend. They are at risk of losing touch. With, uh, like, say, like your McLarens and your Renaults and your Toro Rossos, yeah. who are competing for that fourth position, which is basically the best of the rest. Correct. All right. Um, well, I'll say I was going to say Salva, but I mean, Salva's not never going to be good. They're never going to be top ten. I mean, unless it's a miracle. We but mean I top, mean, oh, drivers top ten. Yeah, but I mean, you well, know, Charlotte Clerk. We're talking about Charlotte Clerk, dude. But I don't know. Are they are they most at stake? No, right, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I'm going to go with you with Haas. Actually, no, I'm going to go with Force India. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mm. mean, the well, Sergio Perez finished third last last week, and um, and that's not bad. I mean, he was, he was very. I was very lucky, wasn't he? But see, he, he was competitive towards the end though, because he only mm. finished four seconds behind Hamilton. Yeah. And two seconds behind Raikkonen. So I mean, that's very, very competitive. Um. But, you know, they just finished outside the points in uh, China, 11th and 12th. But, yeah, I mean, 16th, Sergio Perez in Bahrain. But, I mean, that's... Most of this is, like, unlucky circumstances. You know, you, you could just get an unlucky pit stop. You could, you know... I don't know, like, any, any anything that just puts you behind and then for the rest of the race, you're just, you know, trying to unlap yourself, um, so to speak. But, I mean... They finished outside the points again just in Australia. They finished literally, it was one, yeah, it was, it was 1.1 seconds behind Carlos Sainz. Uh, that was Sergio Perez. But yeah, I think they need a big performance today. Not today, um, on, on Sunday. Mm. Um, they kind of assert themselves because if they want to be a top team, because they've got the car, even though they've got the lowest budget in the F, in the F1 um of all the of all the teams this season, they're very very good. They're like an underdog. Mm, yeah, no, I agree with you there. 
I do like forcing you as a pick for team most at stake from the bottom teams. All right, so that wraps up our teams most at risk for the Spanish GP. We are now going to move into a little bit of a more detailed preview into this weekend's Spanish GP. All right, so a couple of questions leading into the Spanish GP. Now, rain has been forecasted. It has. For qualifying. Uh, All day. All day. All day. There you go. Catalonia. How much of an impact will this have? I mean... Who does this suit? Which teams does this suit? Obviously, it's hard to say that without seeing any practice. But who do you think will suit the weather conditions? All right. We'll see. Going on what last year... um, I believe there was rain last year in the Spanish Grand Prix. I'm just getting the stats up here. Hamilton finished first and Vettel and Ricardo finished behind him in second and third. Um, and then apart from that, everyone was one lap down or two laps down. So I'm pretty sure that rain came into play there. So I think Mercedes and um, I think I think the big three have got an upper hand here because, I mean, Ricardo doesn't mind a bit of rain. He doesn't mind a bit of a moist track. I mean, he... Um, he likes, as he said multiple times on race radios, he loves them when they're vulnerable um, solely because he can chase them down and he's very, very skilled at this. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, probably the top three, Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull, probably the um, most experienced and the best suited to the rain. But I mean, again, it's Spain. It's a, it's an interesting track. Mm. Um, you can basically only, only overtake on one straight, and that's the home straight. And in the DRS zone uh, at the back of the track, that's that's a bit of a hard one because it's literally you have to break down to gear two as soon as yeah. you take that hairpin corner. So there's not much you can do on that unless you've got like an amazing exit and you're like you know within point one of a second behind the car and it's an easy overtake. But you wouldn't be wanting to take any risks in the rain. Um, as well, if it rains on Sunday, because I mean, you know, that's that's a lot of debris and that's a lot of laps under safety car. Hmm, yes, I agree. Uh, I think though, the rain will one hundred percent suit one of the Red Bull drivers. Now, obviously, it'll suit both, but one in particular, and it's not our Aussie. Oh, it's the Dutchman, I Max Verstappen. I knew you'd say that. Now, why would you I say go, that? you got to go against everything, don't you, Ben? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to. But, no, we, we we're looking back. Remember Brazil? What was it, 2017, 2016? Oh, Brazil. Was it 2017? Uh, yep. Remember that? All those overtakes he pulled? It was just remarkable. What how... did he finish there? He finished fifth. No, he didn't. He, he finished did. he in the finished, top three. He finished fifth last year. Okay, well, then it, w- it might have been 2016 then. Maybe, Maybe. what... Hang on, let's have a look. We're going, to, we're going to look through the archives here because, I mean, this is a very serious topic between Ben and I. Um, it is, but regardless of it... Um, it might have been 2016. No, he only was only driving last let's year. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Brazilian GP. But whatever it was, whatever he did finish... Okay, yeah, so he might have... Yeah, he did. He finished fifth. Sorry, you're he right. He finished fifth. Fourth. Fifth. He finished fourth. Fifth. I've got, I've got fifth right here, man. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at qualifying. Oh, yeah, my no. God. You're a spud. Hey. All right, so what happened? No, no, no. What so happened? he finished fifth. But anyway, the amount of overtaking manoeuvres he was able to pull uh, was just remarkable. Yep. I mean, beyond... Remarkable. It was. I mean, it's fantastic. So I think he's one of the best uh, wet weather drivers uh, in the Formula One uh, grid at the moment. And I think the rain will suit him. Uh, he's Drink. very he's very quick in qualifying. He's proven time and time again he's quicker than Danny Rick in qualifying. So yep. I think... 
he will do particularly well, and it will suit him if it is raining on Saturday. Uh, so you're going to get P1? No, I don't. I don't know if he'll get P1. I P2, think he, P3. I think he may get a top three. Interesting. Yep. There's a big call, I guess. Um, big call. All right. So Hamilton, can he string two consecutive wins? Nope. No. Why I not? mean, I think this is a little spark, and it's giving him a bit of false hope. Um, I don't. I'm not really fond of the man. I'm going to be honest. I mean. Oh, why not? Oh, just. I don't know. I'm just. Oh, it's something about him. Just nah. I'm not. I'm not like convinced about him. Um, even though he's like a you know a, a world champion, of course. But I think this would just give me a bit of false hope, thinking that he came out of Azerbaijan very, very confident, thinking that he's like the top. You know, like he's the best, the best, the creme de la creme when it comes to drivers. But let's be real, Vettel will probably take it and probably snatch it, like you know, taking a taking candy from a baby. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Vettel, Verstappen, and I don't know, like, see, my top three for this, like, if, if it's wet, so to speak, I think Vettel will win. Um, and then I, I don't know if it's Verstappen second or third, but I'm mm. calling Vettel if it's, in, if it's in the rain to get P1. I agree with you that uh, Hamilton, it won't. This that win in Azerbaijan won't trigger anything. I don't think he can go back to back. Because uh, look, the fire in the belly's not there. The fire in the belly isn't there um, from Lewis. We've seen it. Not great. Um, but yeah, I don't know about Hamilton. I don't know whether he can get the season back on track. It's not looking good. But he'd be, no. if he be. What's does, he placed in the drivers' championship? Well, how's this for a shocker? Right, He's actually on. leading the drivers' championship. He's Surely not. Four points ahead. Of the German Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Obviously, after the win. But yeah, of course. Look, 25 points. It's not going to trigger anything. I mean... I've got something interesting for you. Do you? What is yes. it? Did you know that the only people who haven't scored points this, this season are Roman Grosjean and Sergei Sorokin? I did, because I looked at it. How amazing is that? Like, it's 18, only two. But yeah. 18 drivers There's only two have drivers. got points. Like, that in is, four rounds. Exactly. Four races. Like, how good is that, though? That's fantastic. That's what you want to see in Formula 1, isn't it? I mean, Verstappen... That is, is what you want to see. So I've been a massive super fan of Nico Hulkenberg. I love the Hulk. And one of my mates is a huge seventh. Renault fan. He he's seven. Yeah. And he's in front of Max Verstappen. Oh. Like out of all the years that he's been driving and he got sacked from um what was it, Force India last year and then he moved to Renault. Um no, it was it was two years ago he got sacked from Force India. Ago. And then he's and then he moved to Renault. But I mean, that guy's a beast. He's a man um, on a mission. Oh. Love it. All right, um, just quickly go through the uh, driver tyre selections for this race. Um, most have gone with around three medium tyres, four softs and five super softs. What do we think the tyre strategy is going to be for this race? Do we think that most of them are going to start on the super softs or... No. Because of the rain. Now, is the rain forecast for Sunday as well or... Um, excuse me... Well, I if can't it, even t- type this in. Here we go. I've got it right here. All right. So on Saturday, it's supposed to be a top of 18. So that's not cold. too promising. And a minimum of four. So that's... That's freezing. Yeah, that's very cold. It's going to be hard s- to warm those And then Sunday, up. it said it's mostly sunny. Um, top of 17, m- minimum of six. Hmm. Uh, it's so it's still pretty low. Still pretty uh, low temperature. It's supposed to get... What time's the race start? It's 4, 4 p.m.? 
Four, yeah, yeah, because it's eleven o'clock here. Um, here, so that'd be four p.m. there, um, and so it's at four p.m. It's actually sixteen degrees, so it's a bit chilly. It is chilly. Um, it's going to be hard to get those tires warm, so maybe they do start in the super softs. Twenty-six degree uh, southwesterly winds. Mm. So, because remember, whatever tire they use in Q two, yep. they must start. So, will they? Because it's raining, are they going to have to start intermediates? No, surely not. That's actually a good question. The FIA wouldn't do that. Like, like they wouldn't do it to the point where they're going to be That's saying, a, oh, no, nah, you've got to start an intermediate because you used them in Q2. Like, that, like that have a rule, though. That'll be interesting to see, though. That have a rule. I mean... I, I wouldn't think so, but it'd just be interesting to see how that plays out because you would assume that they'd be either using... They'd be using intermediates. You wouldn't, you wouldn't hope that they're using full wets, but... But yeah. you never know. You never know how exactly. bad the... Because it's scheduled on Saturday. It's supposed... To, well, qualifying is it... But regardless of that, regardless of that, it's supposed to thunderstorm. Do you think that teams are going to go? They're going to play the long game like they have in previous races, like we saw in Azerbaijan. Teams had a long, long run on the ultra softs they had, and they switched over to the softs most of them or whatever. So, do we see that happening potentially with the super softs, or do we just see maybe an extremely, extremely long run with the medium and just the one stop? Or the soft. Well, you see, it's. Hmm, I know it's, it's hard to it's say. Gonna be, it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting because it doesn't stop raining until that five a.m. on race day. So the track will be very. Will we work predominantly for the whole day? Um, so maybe mediums you start off. Yeah. With, or the um, softs. Yeah. I mean, that, shot, in the, as the dry, as the track dries exactly out, right, here's the super softs. All I right. mean, obviously, time will tell. It's yeah. very hard to do a prediction like this on a Friday. Yeah. But, of yeah. course. Well, all right. So. That wraps up our major chat from the MSGP. Now, James, I'm going to ask you for your big call of the Spanish GP. All right, my big call for the Grand Prix this weekend is going to be. Oh, it doesn't necessarily need to happen, does it? It just it's it's just a big call. It's just a big call. I'm going to say Nico Hulkenberg in the top three. Just, Ooh. just because he's like, I love him. Well, you know what? Actually, you know what we'll do? We're gonna start a tally, okay? So I'm gonna create a leaderboard of our big calls, and let's see how many we can get up. So it does count. Okay. It does oh. count for something. Oh, so okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna say it's got to be a big Sergio call, Perez in the top five. Sergio Perez in the top five. Yep. All right. Why? Why do you? Why? Why in the top five? Why do you think he'll make the top five? Do you he's, think he's competitive? I mean, hmm. he's. He's got the car for it now. Like, like we know that he's established himself to the world um, with that P3 finish last year, last last week. Um, and then people said, no, it was a fluke. Oh, it was just, you know, good circumstances for him. It was an easy run. But it wasn't. Like, you've got to hold off bloody Sebastian Vettel. You know, that's not an easy feat. Like, he's probably going to be the world champion this year. And you're trying to hold him off for a third-place finish. Like, that's hard. Um but yeah, I think Sergio Perez will get a top five finish this week, if not fourth. All right, my big call for the Spanish GP. It's gonna, is... be, so, it's gonna be something. Wait, it's gonna be something very elaborate, isn't it? Is it? It's gonna be like attendance is like, you know, over a hundred thousand, or like no. they're gonna use this different type That's of tire or what? Dumb. No, it's All gonna right. be that one of the Red Bull drivers will win the race. Ooh. It's going to be positive. Now, obviously, there is one major straight, and there are a couple of short straights here and there, but this Red Bull chassis is going to love the Spanish GP. And I just think P3 
particularly after their crash, the battle of the after balls. After their collision, I know it's a lot of Red Bull Central, but I I, I genuinely think one of them is going to win this race because yep. they have to. Purely they have to, obviously, yep. after their crash. This track does suit them with their chassis, with those corners and whatever. But I do think one of those Red Bull drivers will win this Spanish GP. That is my big call it's for hu- this that, upcoming Spanish that's not GP. That's a big call. That's a huge call. Maybe we should call it huge calls then. I don't know. Oh, mate, that's... Yeah, it's a very big one because, I mean, I wouldn't put it past um, Sebastian Vettel to get the job done. Exactly. But that's why we call it the big call and that's why I've made it. Yeah. All right. So... So that's it for that. Uh, now, James, we're going to go through the comments from the F1 official fan group. Before we get to that, I've got some breaking news. Oh, okay. I've got some very big breaking news, and it's absolutely huge. What is it? Tell me. Miami has been approved. Miami's been approved? Miami, as of six hours ago, Miami has been approved, and the official statement on the FIA website... Um, has said the statement of from Formula One on the proposal to hold a Miami Grand Prix has been approved. So we could possibly be, we could possibly be seeing that exact same track that was proposed last week, uh, as we we're talking about. Well, look, it's not that bad. I no, mean, yeah, I I totally I don't mind it at all. I don't mind. Um, no, you you hated it. What are you no, talking about? You absolutely hated it on I, Monday. I hated the track concept, but I mean, if they change it up, I, I'd love it. Because, mm. I mean, Miami is one of those places that it's absolutely fantastic. The weather's absolutely mint. Imagine seeing them go past all this, like, the water or whatever. Exa- like, but, it's like, it's, it's going to be across the bridge. Picturesque. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. 100%. I like um, it. I like it. But it said, well, a race goes, doesn't it? Exactly. A race has yeah. to go. I mean, they're proposing um, it'll be back-to-back with Texas, obviously. Um, that'll be. I like that. That'll be good. All right, uh, so. But wait. Oh, hang on. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Sorry. So, go on. <laughs> Get on to our comments, mate. All right. So was, what, what are some right. of the reactions right. from the people so, in the group for this Miami GP? Okay, so someone said, well, that was very, very, very quick. It was, wasn't mm. it? It only circulated and in a week. And then someone posted a gif of some old man saying, it's happening, it's happening. And then this bloke um, wrote, no, 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 no. Um, mm. But then, all right, this is a good one. This is a bit of a lengthy one. Um, I know there are negatives, but personally, I can't wait to see Miami race. I think it's fine if the US hosts two or more races, um, which is fair. But apart from that, I mean, that's, you know, it was only six hours ago and it's all around the world. People are still waking up for news. Um, And then people are posting, you know, photos of Daniel Ricciardo in a Ferrari race suit and and a Mercedes race suit, so... You know, there's different little bits of banter going on, and then... I've got a good one here. Yep, go on. All right, so moving on from the Miami... Obviously, the consensus consensus on the Miami GP is a bit split. But anyway, um, here's a question. This bloke says, Am I the only one who feels we have some drivers in the lineup who shouldn't be in F1? Now, some of the comments have been uh, Hartley. Like some people have said Hartley is one. Uh, Stroll is another. Crash Stappen. Some people are saying. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Williams drivers are saying also Sorokin as well. But yeah. what do you think? Do you think there are some drivers in the lineup who shouldn't be in Formula 1? And if so, who are they? I'm not going to say any comments at this at, at this point in time. Oh, yes, you are. So like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and I'm going to say that Sergei Sorokin shouldn't be on the Formula 1. Brendan Hartley, I agree, shouldn't be on. I mean, he's an enduro driver. He shouldn't really be racing Formula 1. Yep. 
Uh, Lance Stroll, I agree as well. I mean, you're putting, every, you're putting, putting everything very into perspective for me. Yeah, I mean, well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do right. it for the public. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut this guy out totally because I'm just like he's he's like a vegetable. He does nothing. He does literally nothing. Marcus Ericsson does yeah. absolutely nothing, and he's been here for so long. And, it was, and it's like, what are you doing? Yes, mm. we understand you were in a very bad car, but at least try and put in performance. It will get you at least a top ten finish, like. He's, you know, he's got two points in four races, but come on, mm. perform. Like, your car has got an Alfa Romeo sticker on it. If that doesn't make you go faster, I don't know what does. All right. Now, this is a shared post, but this is a really interesting talking topic. From motorsport.com, Formula One is aiming to get rid of grid penalties for 2021. Now, yes. Should this be earlier? I think because it's fair to say we both agree on it, but why not make it next year? When Hang on. When are they proposing? 2021. 20... No. Do that next year. Are you mad? Are you mad? I mean, Are our, you mad, our, bro? Our boy, right? Our boy. Our boy, Danny Rick, got robbed in Australia, right? That was the most depressing thing to hear whilst on track, right? I was I was having a great um, Saturday. Like, I was... What, what was it? Friday. I can't remember, right? But I was, I was having a great either Friday or Saturday at that at the track. It was Saturday, right? It was amazing, and then we hear, oh, in breaking news, Daniel Ricciardo has been offered uh, offered. He has been given, but on on the track uh, radio, whatever you call it, said he's been offered a grid penalty, and you could hear the whole crowd saying, "What? Are you group, serious? Grid penalties are just nonsense, aren't they? I mean, like you see the point, but." I I, oh, I I get it with just... engines though. Like I'm gonna be honest, I get it with the engines. Like, like do if, you? Yeah, I, I I totally understand it. Mm. You've got an upper hand. Um, your engine may be older, and the other engine may be fresher. And he could get P1, and he could win the race because he's got everything's fresh. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you have a gear box failure, maybe that's different. But I mean, if it's just like changing parts to make it enhanced or whatever, maybe they should have each. Um, like you know how the gearbox how it has got a six race lifespan and then you're legally allowed to change it like they should do that for each part of the car like the IMICE the the turbo and all that they should have limits that like once you've used them at this point then you can change them it's not like oh you know you because you, you can only use five per season but I mean that would be so much better and have unlimited as long as you've used you know their their what do we call it? like their race ex, um ex span? Do you agree? Yeah, I tend. I I guess it's hard to disagree on that. Um, now we'll finish off on this. There's a shared video both on the Formula One official fan group and the Daniel Ricciardo official fan group. Yep, it's a video of Jensen Button driving his Formula One car around Bathurst. Yeah, I know. how now, sick that. Do we want oh, hang to on. see... Should we inform everyone, since yes. we have listeners in Ireland and Malaysia and all these different parts in the world, shout out to Ireland. Yeah, shout out to everyone listening um, from outside of Australia. But yeah, Bathurst, Bathurst, known as Mount Panorama here, it's the host of the, I guess the... It's the biggest. What's it? The, it's the, well, no, look, the, yeah, the biggest. It's, it's, it's the pinnacle word. of the motorsport. Pinnacle, the pinnacle of the V8 Supercar Series, which is our local uh, racing uh, competition. But... This track goes up a hill. It is just fantastic. There are two 
extremely, extremely long straights. Going up a hill, fantastic for uh, cars to just go through, weaving out down the hill. It is one of the most iconic tracks in the world and definitely the most iconic track in Australia. So if you haven't seen it, do watch, search on YouTube, Jensen just, Button yeah. Bathurst. Oh, it's, no, hang on. Before you do that, you've got to look up V8s. Bathurst. And Mount, Mount Panorama Bathurst. Oh, it is a because crazy you, track. You will get an, a bigger appreciation mm. but watching the V8s go... Because, mate, they're like... They're baby, bumper to bumper. They're baby elephants, right? Yeah. Going up and down a hill, trying not to hit each other and crash each other. Once you see that and once you watch Jensen Button, you get so much more of an appreciation for it because you see how tough it is mm. to get up. Mind you... Ben, would ha, how many laps do they have to do around this track? Oh. 161. Jesus. So they start at, I think, I believe it was like 10 a.m. and they finish at like 6 a.m., 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. Like, that's in that's endurance for you. Mm. Ben Hartley would be good at that, wouldn't he? The endurance <laughs> driver. <laughs> good stuff. Nah, I hope... I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. Like, like it's, it's too skinny, isn't it? Yeah. They could widen it somehow, but... If if like if Bathurst was available to be an F one race track, I am all for that. Mate. I am all for Bathurst. I am road packing trip. my car road and trip. going road to trip. Bathurst. 100%. That'd be fantastic. Road trip. Anyway, that pretty much wraps up this week's Spanish GP preview episode three of the Q three podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to us, and we'll catch you next week. Um, I'll be away, but Ben yeah, will you'll be, be away. Um, unfortunately, I'm in Europe, so I mean, yeah. I will be watching this I'll race call live. You. Thank God. I will call you over there in Europe. I yeah, will be recording we'll do, the show Monday night here in Australia, doing the review of the Spanish GP. So I don't know what time that'll be in um in Europe, but I mean, it'll be during the day, so that's good. Yeah, it's all right. That's all right. All good. So just tune in. Um, tune in to us now on iTunes as well. You can How's search. that? We are on iTunes. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Subscribe. Subscribe, Subscribe to like, and comment on our latest podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. so cringe, I know. That's so bad. Anyway, yeah. right. so we're on iTunes as well, so you can subscribe to us on that, obviously. And Omni... Leave us a like. On Facebook, at the Q3 Podcast, and also Twitter. You can tweet to us at Q3 Podcast. So, That's right. Anyway, till next week, and sorry, till next Monday when we review the Spanish GP, we'll catch you at the front of the grid.